the man who was literally brought down by rock and roll, dictator Manuel Noriega, dead at the age of 89. Plus, it's not ironic, it's just going to happen. Alanis Morissette's going to have a musical set to her album, Jack a Little Pill, and Kathy Griffin steps up to apologize for the offensive Trump photos that came out the day before. We'll talk about that and some other great conversations we had with you all over social media and our website. This is Conversation. So this is a daily recap wrap-up for May 31st, 2017. And welcome to the podcast. My name is Jay Cleveland Payne. I'm your moderator at the website, thisisaconversation.com. And of course, here for this podcast, going over the conversations. These are the hot topics that we had with you, the conversations we interact with you on social media and our website yesterday. Yesterday being the the 30th of May, today being the final day of the month of May 2017. And so we'll have plenty of great conversations that roll into June, which of course starts about uh, 18 hours from when I'm recording this here. To keep up with the conversations, the trending topics that we're talking about in real time, follow us on social media and stop by our website. On social media at Twitter, we're TH underscore conversation. For Facebook, look for This Is The Conversation. And our main website, it is thisistheconversation.com, a great website to stop by to see all the other great features, including all the conversations we're having currently. You can catch up with the podcast. You can find a way to subscribe to it there. You can also find a way to get into our conversation survey panel. The way is pretty simple. You apply, you're in it. And when that happens, we will send you information for surveys, a lot of them paid surveys. For your opinion, we'll get you paid just like that. Plus, stop by our sponsors page. We are very proud of the sponsors that we have who are helping us keep this on the air, if you will, the Internet air. Uh, Great sponsors who are always looking to help you out and help us out in the process. If you want to just do a little something for us, it's that simple. Stop by the sponsors page. This is a conversation.com and see if there's a sponsor there that can help you get something done today. Now, today or yesterday, I should say, we had some pretty good conversations, pretty detailed, interesting conversations. Um, conversations, a lot of diversity in yesterday. We started off with White House Communications Director Michael Dubkeeds resigning. Now, Michael Dubkeeds is a name you probably hadn't heard very much of because he's relatively new into the administration. He came in after the original communications director uh, pulled out of the job. The original person that was meant to take the job pulled out at the last minute. He was a last-minute hire into the gig. He's technically, not even technically, he is essentially the boss of Sean Spicer, the person you see, see doing all the talking because uh, he's the he is the press secretary. That's what Sean Spicer is. His job is to talk to the press and deal with all the dealings with the news media. Michael Dubke was in charge of all the communication, period. All the messages coming out of the White House were supposed to come through him and go out through various pieces. He is leaving for undisclosed reasons. He put in his resignation on the 18th of the month, and uh, no one knows exactly when his final date was, or, or but he essentially resigned, we're assuming not forced, just by choice, about a week ago. We'll see what happens with this one and how well it takes to fill that spot at the communications director. We also had news of former Panamanian dictator Manuel Noriega dying at the age of 83. Uh, not a big surprise. He was probably ill for quite a bit, and he's been in prison for 20-odd years or so. If you remember what he's famous for, it's famous for being a dictator of Panama, running the nation uh, with an iron fist, 
And this is the guy that we literally rocked out of his compound. Uh, the American troops stood outside of the compound playing rock music for days until he surrendered. This is something I was really big back when I was a kid and shows the power of rock and roll for good as opposed to for some ilk that it may be put for. But this is something that was, seemed really cool at the times that the Army came in with basically ghetto blasters, sound boom boxes, and played rock music till Noriega gave up and surrendered. Now, there were protests. This actually happened the day before. This actually happened on Monday. But there were protests and turmoil all over the Texas legislature session as the, as the tail end of that session. It turned into a, a literally a fistfight, a brawl inside of the session, where protesters were in the building protesting a new bill that was going through the House in, in Texas uh, that was going to deal with immigration. There were many protesters in that batch that were holding up signs saying, I'm an illegal immigrant or I'm an undocumented worker and I'm not going anywhere. One state rep decided he was going to call ICE on the people holding signs because they were obviously um, confessing to being illegals. Another state rep said that was pretty stupid and the first state rep threatened to shoot the other guy in the head, um, which turned into a pretty big deal. Why did this get so crazy? Because there's a bill going through Texas that didn't change with the way ICE and immigration works out for people who are undocumented, and that's obviously a big deal here in this nation. Um, the session is over. The fist fight didn't happen. No one got shot, but uh, there's a lot of back and forth on this. This is something, hopefully not to the extent of, the hostility we had here, but this is something we'll probably hear more about in other local legislatures, if not in our national legislature, fairly soon. Ariana Grande will have a concert to benefit Manchester and the the victims and just the city after the bombing at her concert a few weeks ago, and it's going to happen featuring Coldplay and Miley Cyrus. If they're not your favorite uh, artist. Well, they're going to be there for this thing. Ariana Grande, who, of course, has, has been um, kind of shaken up after this happened at her concert event, which ISIS took responsibility for, although the full claims hadn't been set up yet, is doing what stars do best, going back to work, performing, and showing that she will not be deterred, deterred by the efforts of just crazy Islamic um, fascist people, uh, people who are obviously in the wrong. Uh, we will bet there'll be plenty of greater security, greater security measures for this event um, so that no one's trying to show her off again. But Ariana Grande doing a benefit concert in the next couple of weeks with Coldplay and Miley Cyrus in attendance. In Ontario, they plan to increase the minimum wage to $15 an hour by 2019. That is two years from now. This was something given by, I'm not sure, I don't have the story in front of me, but the whoever runs the state of Ontario, Ontario, one of the states in the nation of Canada, uh, they're going to raise all employees of the state, essentially, to that level, $15 an hour. And just because they believe it's the right thing to do, it's a good thing to do to keep up with inflation and just life in general. So, we see lots and lots of people complaining and fighting back and forth on the raising a minimum wage or not raising it. This is a entire principality, entire state in Canada, just taking it upon themselves to move it up to fifteen dollars an hour for those employees. Whether it turns into um, a national thing or a, a th- thing for the businesses that they can keep up. What would probably happen is more people will want to work for the state, which is essentially what you're looking for. You're paying better wages for that 
entity, the state, so they'll probably in, get the better choice of workers, better class of workers, and instead of the lower class, uh, lower class, lower classes of workers who are willing to work for the lower wage or must work for the lower wage because they don't have a choice. Alanis Morissette's Jagged Little Pill, which is uh, about 25 years old or something like that, is getting the musical treatment and is happening in 2018. The debut of the Jagged Little Pill uh, is an ironic um, musical is going to come very, very soon. Now, this is something that's becoming a bigger deal than people would expect. A lot of nostalgia going into old music from old times and turning them into big extravaganzas. One that comes to mind quickly was a circus delay that came up with the Michael Jackson experience that turned the whole circus experience into a Michael Jackson concert from the day. Of course, Green Day coming into the fold with their um, their rock opera, and they also have Billy Joel with all his songs put together, and they're working on the Tina Turner one, which is going to be an amazing one because she has such a, a long career and lots of different styles and a pretty big catalog to go through to do her life in rock form with her music. So this is the thing that's going on, and Alanis Morissette, ironically enough, or coincidentally, whichever you want to call it, is getting into the game as well. It's a very, it was a very um, moving, it was a very um, critical CD at the time uh, for Jagged Little Pill. It broke a lot of barriers, did a lot of stuff, and of course was the real flip for Alanis Morissette being the young Canadian pop princess to, well, what she is today. Jeb Bush no longer interested in buying the Miami Marlins, apparently. He is dropping out of consideration in the group that's trying to buy the Miami Marlins. This was a group that supposedly also had Derek Jeter in charge, or as part of it, not necessarily in charge. So they're looking for some more funders, some more people uh, to get in that group, or maybe another group may win the pitch. But no longer Jeb Bush in the means to being a Miami, Miami Marlins owner. He doesn't want to be in baseball. We don't know the real reason why. Olivia Newton-John announces to the world she is dealing with another bout of breast cancer, a more aggressive second bout, which is what happens for people who survive the first bout. If they get it again, it usually comes back a bit more fierce. So she has stopped doing her touring. She's going to start doing her conditioning. And this is something that we are all going to kind of have our prayers and thoughts out to Olivia Newton-John. Of course, she also has a pretty long catalog of music and time and, and, and things out there that span various generations who've seen her doing different things. So we will see how well she can progress through her ordeal at, that she's starting on at the moment. Another fan steps up to uh, step in to separate Flash Gordon and the Incredible Hulk. Believe it or not, at a Comic-Con, at Comic-Con in London, um, Flash Gordon and Incredible the Incredible Hulk, Sam J. Jones and Lou Ferrigno, were seated next to each other in an autograph room, and they apparently weren't getting well, getting along very well with each other. Both guys, uh, well over six foot tall, both guys really pretty, pretty stacked, and even though both guys are in their 60s, nobody's really going to mess around with them. But one fan did step up, a guy around 5'5", five, five, I believe, uh, kind of stepped in and mediated the encounter between the two superheroes um, and gave him a chance to kind of cool off and take some space. It's one of those things that just sort of happened. It's on the other that that apparently seemed to just sort of happen, but turned into a firestorm with justification is Kathy Griffin. Now, let me go a little bit personal right here. I don't find Kathy Griffin all that entertaining. I think I may have found her more entertaining in the past, but since she turned into the whole D-list uh, annoying character that she is it's kind of all the time, 
Uh, I don't find most of her antics all that funny. I don't see her doing her CNN thing with Anderson Cooper all that entertaining. That being said, she has a right to do essentially whatever she has a right to do. Now, whether she had the right to do what she did here, she took some photos of a photo shoot where she ended up holding the bloody, dripping head of Donald Trump, uh, some pretty graphic images, and it went uh, all over the place. And, of course, people from both sides of the spectrum and anybody with any sort of semblance of taste essentially told her this was a dumb, dumb thing. She stepped up and apologized for the beheading Donald Trump picture, saying that she obviously went too far in the images. It was an attempt at art, attempt to be funny. That did not translate very well. Questions abound and now whether she actually has has um, committed a crime because you know it is a crime to uh, it's a crime to threaten the president. You can say the president is a crappy person, but to actually put out a veiled threat that can be actually seen as something that is you know threatening is the actual crime. Now, whether holding a picture of a bloody head of Donald Trump is an actual threat, that's up for interpretation. Someone will probably try to interpret that. We'll see if she gets charged or anything on that, but hopefully this thing will go away, and hopefully Kathy Griffin will eventually go away. And our very first story that we talked about this morning goes to Donald Trump. Donald Trump, last night at around midnight, put out a tweet that talked about negative press comfefe, C-O-V-F-E-F-E. He didn't erase it. He didn't try to explain it. He didn't do anything past it. One tweet and then went silent for hours. And so the press because we go crazy over Donald Trump stuff and his ter- and his tweets went crazy and the general Twitter op of this people went crazy over what what Confifi could have been we're pretty sure it is press conferences or press coverage but um it got turned into coffee into dances into all sorts of weirdness by various people coffee pressed which is was a very popular theme along the Twitter people from the night before uh, we'll wait to see if Donald Trump actually addresses this tweet, but he'll probably put some more tweets out all over the day. And those were the conversations that we carried on with you guys on the 30th of May of 2017. Many great conversations we're expecting all day on this Wednesday, the 31st, and, of course, beyond, beyond, beyond. And we want you to make sure you are engaged in real time. Follow us on Twitter, TH underscore conversation. Follow us on Facebook at This Is The Conversation and Find us at thisistheconversation.com, our main website, where we want you to check us out for, to have our conversations, to talk with us, give us feedback on what we have going on for the podcast and other things going on, and, of course, sign up for the Conversation Survey panel or check out our sponsors. If you, uh, don't, you don't want us to get you any money, that's cool, but check out our sponsors and see if you can give them some money so they can give us more money and we can keep having these conversations. That's one way to get things going. Thank you so much for being a part of the podcast. If you want to see more about what I have going on in other projects, my website is jclevenpain.net. And, of course, subscribe, comment, leave reviews, and be here tomorrow for another great podcast. We say they're great. We hope they're great. For great conversations, those we know are great, with you from this, this is conversation.com.